When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> this is the Rich Eisen Show. I got all the love in the world. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Curry dribbles on him, step back, jump around the way. Go! Cleveland Cavalier fans booed this man. Yeah. Who boos Steph Curry? Earlier on the show, Tampa Bay Times Bucks writer Rick Stroud, Rams offensive tackle Andrew Whitworth. Coming up, Stanford head coach David Shaw from Apple TV's Ted Lasso, actor Nick Mohammed, and now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. One of my favorite television shows, Ted Lasso, available on Apple TV, seasons one and two. Nick Muhammad, who plays the coach Nate, Nate the Great. He will be joining us in 20 minutes' time. It'll be a fun conversation with him. Uh, We've already had a great chat um, in hours one and two with Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times and Diana Rossini of ESPN about the situations in Tampa Bay and Green Bay. We covered the Bays uh, in hour number one. And then in hour number two, Andrew Whitworth, the Super Bowl champion uh, who has yet to pay for a meal uh, in two-plus weeks. Um, and the reigning Walter Payton Man of the Year Award winner, they called in. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for anything that you may have missed. Combine time next week. Gents, combine time, which means we are full-blown in the talent evaluation portion of the calendar with the new league year right behind it. So many moving pieces going on. And to talk about that and so much more, somebody who I've done the draft with for quite some time, the head coach of Stanford football, David Shaw, back here on the program. How are you doing, David? You there, David? Hello, sir. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, Coach. What's going on? Hey, not much. I'm just grateful that I'm not following Nate the Great. I'm very grateful that I am before Nate because uh, I know he's going to bring the house down. What do you think of What do you think of uh, Ted Lasso? What do you think of his coaching style, David Shaw? What do you think of that? Uh, I I love the TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, it, its relation to reality is is somewhat possibly uh, distant. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, you can't coach soccer? Come on now! Oh Come gosh! On. Oh, I I can coach it. I don't think we'll have positive results. <laughs> um, but I, I love the show. I love the actors. Um, I love the the combination of personalities. It's just a, it's a lot of fun. Do you have like that uh, a sign in your locker room like believe or anything like that? Do you have something similar? that you've ever posted in your coaching career? Uh, there's a sign that I, I twisted a, a bit of a quote from Aristotle um, okay. that I have in the locker room that just says, greatness is the result of repeated intentional actions. Uh. Um, just just one of those things to, to ponder on, that greatness is not the result of just your talent. Greatness is the result of what you do every single day. Now, unfortunately for you, or fortunately for you, is you probably have some players in your locker room that could call you out on that not being an accurate quote of Aristotle. That's that's the Stanford <laughs> thing right there, Coach. That's for a you. disclaimer. Every single time I bring it up, I say this is not the exact quote. I twisted it for my own purposes. Uh, just to make sure, because I know <laughs> guys take philosophy classes here, they will see it and, and come back and find it. They'll call you out. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> 
Ah, yes, the uh, the 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 uh, vagaries, but also pleasures of being the head coach at, at Stanford football. So, um, first blush, um, coach, is is that this quarterback class that's coming out isn't um, you know one of the best that we've seen in some time, and is kind of less than. Would you agree with that assessment going into the combine week? Uh, I, I would agree that you don't have the typical headliner. You know, at least usually there's at least one headliner, if not two. Uh, but there's some good ones out there, and and I'm I, I'm a big fan of the quarterback coming out of uh, Ole Miss. Um, I think he's got something special. He's got live legs. He's got an accurate arm. He's got a strong arm. Um, I think he's going to be one that. Um, is has got a chance to be a be a good one. No kidding. So Matt Corral would be if if we if and again um, this is something that you you might do at some point uh, making a list of a quarterback board. Matt Corral would be the one on the top of your list, David Shaw, for the NFL. Early on, I you know we haven't formally uh, I haven't formally started my right pre-draft, but just watching throughout the year watching teams that play well, which I do every year. I always watch and see what other offenses are doing. And uh, I got, I've gotten to know Lane well over the years and like a lot of things they do down there. And this kid can really make all the throws and, you know, battle through some injuries, showed some toughness. Um, but when he's healthy and, and you put a group around him, you know, he's got a chance to be a playmaker. Okay. Because the, the concept that they're, the – NFL draft is kind of devoid of difference-making quarterbacks, certainly right here and right now. Um, that's that's kind of a narrative that uh, that seems pretty solidified to me as I go to the combine next week, Coach. You know, yeah, and I, I think there is, there's some other guys that are overshadowing the quarterbacks. I think mean, you've got some some really nice pass rushers. You got some big offensive linemen. So there, I think the top of the draft still has some great players, um, but we're all just used to having some headliner at the quarterback. But we also know quarterbacks taken at the end of round one all the way through round three can be end up being really good football players so um tell me about this uh Thibodeau kid i mean because that's the conversation i guess that'll be uh top of the draft either him or, or aiden hutchinson what are your two cents on that subject matter coach Shaw? yeah you know aiden gives you a little bit more length um uh but but Kayvon is a above the line pass rusher his quickness his explosion um his variety of pass rush moves um, he's got some some freaky athletic ability that uh, just ends up making plays um, on on Sundays, and um, this kid's got it in spades. David Shaw, Stanford University head football coach, here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, so, before we get into some issues about coaching and and college and things of that nature, um, for for this you know talent evaluation portion of the calendar and everything that we're we're looking at right now. You're you're saying again that if you're looking to hit that line, this is the draft for you. You're in good shape. You need to protect your guy. You need to go hit that pass rusher. This is the one for you. This draft at the top. First blush for me that that's what I've seen a lot of. Um, you know, we all know that the running back position is being devalued. There's some good backs uh, that I've that I've seen, but um, the offensive linemen and, and pass rushers. Um, I think that's going to be a good a good chunk of that first round, um, and deservedly so. Um, that that kid out of Michigan, there's two kids out of Michigan that um, first glance just watched a couple plays, have some quickness and explosion, and we've all seen what happens uh, if you can get after the other team's passer. 
you got a great chance to win. So uh, I spoke to Lovey Smith the other day, sir, and uh, he was singing the praises of Davis Mills and how that this kid could, you know, absolutely be their guy going into 2022. Um, and uh, as you all know, with five first rounders last year and Mac Jones doing what he did and um, everybody else with Justin Fields, we paid attention to that group not mills do you think he can be a real good if not championship starting quarterback in the nfl david shaw for the texans you know uh, what davis did last year um didn't start early played some games in the middle and then finished up uh, he's arguably the second best um, rookie quarterback this past year behind mac and in some places probably performed out outperformed mac um, this was part of our conversations with Davis, whether or not he was going to come back, because just as you mentioned, this quarterback class isn't great. If Davis would have come back, uh, I feel very strongly that he would be the top quarterback in the draft. So the Texans just got the top quarterback in the draft a year ahead of when he would have been the top quarterback. Um, so now here you've got a quarterback that when you put the film on, I watched like the last five or six games that he played. This guy's as good as anybody in the NFL in the red zone strong arm, better athlete than you think, um, really bright kid, smart kid, picks it up, learns from his, from his mistakes. Um, I think they've got a legitimate starter there that's got a chance to be the franchise guy, and hopefully they can put some pieces around him and have some fun down there in Houston. How's Andrew Luck doing? What's going on with him? What's up with Andrew him? Luck is doing better than all of us combined. Um, <laughs> okay. he, he knows himself. He's comfortable with himself. Um, the rest of us would love to see him go out there and sling it around. Um, but his career is short, is too short, obviously, but it was an amazing experience for him. And now he's moved on. He's a husband and a father and looking for that next chapter in his life. What is it? Is it anything to do with football, do you think? Uh, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I think he's got, a, as you can imagine, he's got a million uh, opportunities. Um, but he's, uh, he's enjoying life, and he's taking his time. I mean, he's got, you know, he's got 40 years to figure it out. A minimum. So he's just one of those guys that's looking at a lot of different things. He's been in touch with a lot of different people. Um, I think when he does dive into his next enterprise, it'll be something that benefits um, people. Um, so that's, that's all I'm comfortable saying right now. I think he's a very conscientious person, and he still, beyond football, wants to make an impact in our society. And, you know, it, McCaffrey, after absolutely tearing things up can't stay healthy has an inability to stay healthy and you know that was the red flag the false red flag was the business of not playing in your bowl game that 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 to me was a false red flag from the yeah. beginning but the red flag about him well running between the tackles in this grown-ass man league could be a big problem for him and now he is not finished up i'm, I'm wondering what you make of his career to this point david shaw uh, I think it says a lot about the NFL. Um, and, you know, it, he had one injury here in three years uh, at Stanford. Um, he ran a lot between the tackles, probably more than anybody in the country for the most part. Um, but it's a it's a brutal league. And, you know, things happen. Um, I know one with a hamstring, which has nothing to do with his size or contact. Um, but I'll tell you this, there's not anybody else in the NFL that I would bet it, – that I would bet more for um, than Christian McCaffrey. Uh, his mentality, his off-season work, um, what I've heard about him taking care of his body and preparing, 
Um, trust me, he's uh, he's going to be ready come August. Okay. A few minutes left with Stanford head coach David Shaw here on the Rich Eisen Show. I don't usually ask you this question directly, but I'll just do it anyway this time around. Is Did you get any calls for head coaching opportunities in the NFL? Does your phone ring at all? Uh, I take the fifth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you played the fifth. Okay. Um, you know, because I, I think you'd be – I tell you this to your face, and I tell you this all the time, and I talk about you when you're not on this show. I think you would be phenomenal at that um, endeavor should you ch- ever choose to to do it. You know the conversation about hiring people of color is a significant one right now, and Brian Flores having sued the league with Mike Tomlin having hired him um, as his special defensive assistant. Do you have any thoughts on the subject matter that you'd like to share? Uh, what uh, um, a fix for the lack of a phrase might be or what the issue is david shaw yeah this is a tough one as you can imagine i've answered this question a million times um partially also because i'm the son of a football coach my dad was almost a head coach multiple times um so i'm well versed in this conversation um there are two there are two things that are hard to rectify um together Um, first and foremost is that when you are hiring someone, no one can tell you who to hire, right? It just, you have to be able to hire the best person, right? right? Um, and for the rest of us, uh, and I include all of us in this, is trying to make sure that we have the best viable candidates regardless of race. Um, but has, that has to be inclusive. That, that group has to be grown. That, that, that group has to have access to um, people in positions of, of, of power, um, people who are hiring, um, there are a lot of conversations about, okay, how do we influence the decision makers? How do we, you know, and this is an off season where two uh, men of color were hired as general managers. Um, and so that is a, that is a huge step up. There are a lot of, a lot of uh, all the 32 teams. A lot of them are very diverse as far as race, as far as um, gender mm-hmm. equity, uh, the league has grown a lot in those areas. Um, the two big areas that show lacking diversity are ownership and head coaches. Um, so that's a, that's a really, really difficult thing uh, for us to push on. Um, but from my standpoint, people I've talked to, Mike Loxley's doing a great job in this area. I know the NFL has tried as well, but uh, really having a groundswell of legitimate um, uh, people of color that have opportunity and the ability to be head coaches and to have the, those people have access to the decision makers. And again, I know how much you love Stanford and being there and your family loves being there. Um, I'm wondering if, you know, uh, the way that the college football world is going with transfer portals and NIL deals and attracting talent being so crucial to have transfer portals opened up and NIL deals available, does that change the dynamic for you at Stanford in any way, shape, or form, Coach David? Well, thank, thankfully here at Stanford, um, there's the, the educational value is the highest you can find um, in, 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 in uh, college sports. Um, so we, we are attracting a different kind of person that is not just short-sighted as far as how much money can you put by hand, um, but we but have the vision of this education, the people that I'm going to meet, the contacts that I'm going to have, the off-season, my internships that I'm going to have are going to help influence the rest of my life beyond somebody putting cash in my hand. 
Um, at the same time, we are contributing uh, and educating our guys on NIL. Um, but I think we're one of those places that's a little bit more protected than others right. because we have something really, really special off of the football field. Right. But, but it, does it matter that it might not lead to a, a more W's than other places that don't have that sort of uh, dynamic coach? Uh, that, that's, a, that's a great question coming off a difficult year for us. Um, but I really like our team. Um, I think we've got one of the best quarterbacks that we will be talking about next year's draft. Okay. Um, we've got a, an outstanding group of, of skill positions around them. I think one of the best on the West Coast between receivers, running backs, and tight ends. Um, so I think we have a chance to do some really things, some special things. And I've always felt this. When Stanford football wins, college football wins. Right? Because here's an example that we can have here right over our last decade when it be one of the top ten winningest programs in college football doing it the right way, doing it with scholar-athletes, um, doing it within the rules, and going out there and producing great talent like two guys we've talked about, Andrew Luck, Christian McCaffrey, Solomon Thomas, et cetera. Um, we're doing it the right way and doing it with the right people. And when we win, I believe college football wins. All right. Well, I don't usually ask this question on the air again of uh, somebody else, let alone another happily married man, but I'm seeing you in Vegas, right? We're going to Vegas together, right? <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're, we're working on it. We're working okay. on it. All right. Um, it, it, it looks like it fits in my schedule, and I, I, okay. I hope to join you all. Uh, look, Coach, I, I just love our chats. I love getting to hang with you and getting to pick your brain and being around you, and I just think uh, the world of you. So, And every single time you say yes, when I say come on the show, I really appreciate it. So thank you. Thanks. Anytime, Rich. Thanks, man. You, you're the best. You take care. Best to you and your family. That's Coach David Shaw, Stanford football, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. I think Andrew Luck would be great on television, by the way. I know his voice sounds a little bit... Um, well, Rich, I mean, I'm just... No, I mean, no, I, no, I, I know, but I, I think he would be terrific at it if he wants to get on tele, on, on planes well, this is what I wanted and fly to do around the country. I wanted to do this earlier. Maybe we can do it tomorrow. Um, who's the best uh, now pairing for Joe Buck? I for think Al Michaels? Andrew Luck would be spectacular at analyzing games, if that's what he wants to do. Better than Tom Brady? Um, I, I just don't know if Tom Brady would want to do it. I don't know. For $20 million, he might. The test, please. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Aikman's getting $18 million a year. I know that. I know. But you just made mention as to how much money he made in his career. His playing career. True. I mean, Tom left a lot in the table. I, I'm, I don't know, man. I think luck would be terrific. All right, we're going to take a break and come back. Nick Muhammad, uh, the man who plays Nate the Great on uh, Ted Lasso, a show that I adore and love. He will be joining us next on the Rich Eisen Show. Callaway Chrome Soft Golf Balls. Let me tell you about them. The family of Chrome Soft Golf Balls has the best tour performance for every type of performance. I'm telling you. If you're a certain level of golfer and you're outstanding, there's a Chrome Soft for you. If you stink on ice, <laughs> like me, um, there's a Chrome Soft for me. And I can tell the difference between a Chrome Soft and not. And the Chrome Soft X, great spin consistency and tour level short game control. I use the regular Chrome Soft designed for the widest range of golfers who want better feel, more distance, incredible forgiveness. I can tell the difference between this golf ball and others. And the Chrome Soft XLS gives you a lower spin golf ball and longer shots, firmer feel, still high spin around the greens. 
Every Chrome Soft enhance, is enhanced with precision technology, which uses design techniques and manufacturing specifications up to one one thousandth of an inch. And that's how you can ensure the highest quality, most consistent, fastest golf balls possible for you. When you add it all up, it's so simple. Chrome Soft is better for the best and better for everyone. Find out which Chrome Soft is right for you at CallawayGolf.com slash Chrome Soft. When we come back, the actor Nick Muhammad right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. On the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. I love this television show. Yeah. My wife, my, my wife. wife, Susie loves this television show. When Susie and I watch Ted Lasso and the credits roll, we are invariably looking at each other doing two things. One, saying, when is the next one? When can we see the next one? Please tell me there are more of them. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, we are, we're like drying our eyes. It is a beautiful television show. It's great. It's great. It is funny. It is beautiful. It is inspiring. It is moving. It is all that plus the biscuit. And part of the reason why is not just the writing, but it is the acting in it as well and thrilled to have here on the rich eisen show on the mercedes-benz vans phone line is a man who plays nate nate the great who has gone from team i guess assistant and trainer or what have you uh, all the way up to coaching and now uh, even uh rival my gosh the actor nick muhammad here on the rich eisen show how you doing nick hey rich i'm really good thanks so much for having me a pleasure just a pleasure. You are awesome in your job. You are awesome at what you do. And this show is incredible. I'm, I'm sure you hear that a lot. So let me oh, just add. Very, 
Very kind of you. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, when you first took this job, was was your character's storyline arc mapped out for you at the time, Nick? I, I, be- I believe it was, yeah. Um, I, I, I quite distinctly remember we were filming, I think, the gala episode in season one, which is around about episode three or four, and it was, it was before seasons two and three had been commissioned, but mm. I remember Jason sort of sitting me down and just sort of explaining to me the broad kind of arc for, for Nate if this was to kind of go from season to season. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, it just goes to show how smart that kind of those writers and creators are in the writer's room. Just, you know, they had it all mapped out. And, not you know, not just for Nate, they've got everyone's character arcs kind of mapped out. And, um, yeah, and when he obviously told me, I was I was kind of both thrilled and terrified because... I kind of knew it was going to take such a heel turn in um, in season two. I mean, my gosh, Nate! I got to be honest with you. I was disappointed. I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> I'm disappointed <laughs> yeah, in you. You're not the first person to say. I mean, a lot of pe- <laughs> a lot of people have, have quite rightly as well been sort of disappointed by Nate's actions and his behaviour. You know, wh- whether it's part of a redemption arc, I, I genuinely don't know. I mean, we literally start filming, you know, next week. Oh, you do. Uh, I, 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 yeah, we do, and I've, 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 I'm yet to see the script yet. <laughs> I kind of don't. I don't have all the details to hand, sadly. So um, you get handed them, and I imagine you pour over them just like any other fan would, like I would. That's for darn sure, oh, com- right? Com- completely. I mean, I, I think I think people forget, particularly fans of the show. Like as, as a cast, we're, we're all you know some of the biggest fans of the show as well. So when yeah, when we get sent these scripts, we're you know, desperate to know not not just obviously what's happening to the characters that we play, but you know, I want to know about Roy and Keeley, and I want to know more about Ted, and you know, what's going to happen with Rebecca. And, you know, th- there's so many you know storylines that I'm kind of equally excited by, and uh, yeah, so we pour over those scripts as soon as we get them. Actor Nick Muhammad, who plays Nate uh, Nate the Great here uh, from Ted Lasso on the rich eisen show um and i would imagine uh so do you have a, a real life side team that you root for in any way shape or form I, Nick? I, you know what i don't sadly I, I kind of am not a huge football fan which is uh you know my, my dad is uh and uh mm. and he's delighted that i'm finally sort of you know in a show about football but i, I you know i never really played it as a kid and i think he probably wanted me to <laughs> and, uh, well, you, yeah so I, I don't really have a team at all no but you know the scenario in 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 the premier league where somebody like ted lasso comes in and takes over a club what the reaction would be i mean this is oh yeah right? yeah so i i kind of knew enough to sort of yeah. uh you know kind of get through and you know i guess i mean weirdly ted lasso has sort of taught me a lot more about football than, than i previously knew so yeah and and you know the character Roy Kent is spot on, right? Played by Brett Goldstein, like that. That yeah. is exactly oh, who somebody who uh, would would be like. And I, I, I we, you know, the the football player here in America, Aaron Rodgers, came on our show a few months ago, and he said right. he would love to be the Roy Kent of the NFL whenever he retires. <laughs> just go on TV and just lay waste to everybody, you know, like that. Yeah, was a, I, I, I love that character. It's such a, there's sort of a almost like elder statesman kind of quality to it that, you know, now he's matured and I guess retired from the sport that he can now, he can really sort of say it how it is and uh, it doesn't, certainly doesn't hold back. Nick Muhammad here on the Rich Eisen Show. Again, he plays uh, Nate the Great here on, on the program. Um, so which is your favorite moment for your character? 
in the first two oh. seasons where oh, goodness. where where you're um, like you know what this is a, a, a great scene it's it could be a good line good funny line it could be a laugh line it could be a line that uh that is the exact opposite or scene <laughs> or what have you which one is I that quite, for you in, in season one I, I you know i really liked the the roast where he i think i think it's episode seven where he roasts the players he, he thinks that yes. you know he's written down all this stuff about the players and and he gives it to ted thinking ted's gonna do it and then ted sort of throws it back at him and says, no, you're going to do it. And he, so he approached it really nervously, but then, you know, manages to kind of get into his stride. And that, that was just a fun scene to do because I think it marks a kind of good turning point in terms of the character's trajectory in season one in particular in terms of building confidence. And it was just a fun scene to do with all those, you know, the guys who play the footballers. It was just fun sort of pretending to lay into them. And uh, that, was, that was a fun one. And then I guess, even though it wasn't particularly nice to perform you know the 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 final scene between ted and nate in fact the only scene purely between ted and nate in season two is where he massively lays into him in episode 12 in the season finale and uh he you know he just tells him that he feels abandoned and that he's you know that ted's let him down mm. he really lays into him and it was yeah it's just you know it was it's quite quite painful to do and you know Jason is so brilliant and, and, you know, it felt very real as well. It felt kind of quite raw. We talked about it for a long, long time. And, you know, I knew that it was kind of coming for a long, a long time while we were filming season two, that it was all going to be kind of building towards this point. So once we filmed it, it was kind of a bit of a, it was sort of a release of pressure, but it was a difficult one to do, but, but I think a fulfilling one to do ultimately as well. What do you mean talk about it for a long time? What do you mean by that? Nick? Well, we, well, I guess, I guess we had, you know, we, we, I knew that that scene, that, that, that there was going to be this outburst between Nate and Ted mm-hmm. at some point, but I knew that it didn't come till season 12. So a lot of, often there were so many kind of moments in season two where Nate would give Ted a look or there'd be something uns- unspoken between them. And Jason and, and, you know, the other writers and creators on that show would always say, you just got to kind of save this feeling because it's not going to, you know, you're not going to get to explicitly say what you want to say as Nate until the very end of the season. But you kind of, we have to sort of show this mounting pressure. So we sort of, we just sort of spoke about the kind of that, that, that sort of growing unease inside of Nate and, and him just, you know, getting, getting sort of so tense between him and the other players and, right his attitude towards Ted until finally in, in episode 12, he kind of erupts and, you know, the dam breaks and he just says everything that he probably shouldn't have said, but but kind of has to at this point. In terms of dams breaking, who's the easiest to crack up on this, on the, on the show? <laughs> Hannah, Hannah's quite, Hannah's quite easy to break. I she think. is. Uh, yeah. Hannah, yeah. Hannah, Hannah and I sort of, sort of share a kind of knowing glance that sets us off. Je- uh, Jeremy, who plays Higgins really, knows how to kind of crack me up, I think, just with a little sound or a little mm-hmm. sideways look that, that cracks me up. But all of us, I mean, you know, Brett as well laughs a lot, Phil laughs a lot. Um, you know, we're, we're so lucky to be a part of the show because we get to kind of go to work and have a have a good old gig. Yeah. And, um, it's yeah, cer- it's it certainly it certainly is from, from my point of view, just sitting there and again, uh, my wife and I watch it. I do believe you're going to speak to her as soon as you hang up from me uh, am, for, for yeah. her podcast. Yes, Nick, and yeah, I, yeah. I appreciate that. So you, yeah, you're you're going. To, you're you're. It's a, a family affair for you this morning. Um, <laughs> but you know, it, it's just so moving for us, and it's so beautiful for us. And and 
we're like lamenting every single time an episode ends and then the long wait. So is this really the last season, the one that you're shooting, or, or is there I, hope I, for I more? I genuinely don't know. I mean, I I think that from a from a story point of view, I know that Jason has said and Brendan have said quite openly that they had three seasons in mind for the story that they wanted to tell. Mm-hmm. Who, who knows what might happen after then? But I genuinely don't know. I'm not. I'm not being deliberately evasive or anything. Okay. Uh, I just. Um, I'm. Yeah. I, I kind of. I both hope it's not because it's been such a joy and it's so great getting to act with those people. Uh, you know, we're together sort of the six months of the year. Um, but then equally, if if they feel that the story is told after three seasons, then I really respect that as, you know, as writers. I think that's a smart thing to do rather than fizzle out. But, you know, who knows? Who knows? Let's see. And then obviously, you know, there's there's um, other projects for you to do in your career. And intelligence is seen right here on Peacock. We're on Peacock yeah. right now. Um, you know, with you yeah. and David Schwimmer and, and you know, I've, and my, my wife and I were also um, huge fans of Game of Thrones. And did 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 you know right away that Hannah Waddingham was was the shame uh, nun? I did. You did know I that. Did know that, that was took me a long time yeah, to realize that that was a huge <laughs> epiphany for my wife and I. To, to, that must have been huge. Yeah, because it's a yeah, it's, it's a great that's such a great iconic kind of moment in Game of Thrones as well. So I. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, having that moment must have been fun for you and your wife because it's a big one. We're like, oh my god, how can that be the same um, yeah. person and actress? And then she sings, exactly. and then she sings in the karaoke episode, and it, it's incredible. She's remarkable, oh, yeah. you know. Well, she's phenomenal. Well, that yeah, I mean Hannah, you know, Hannah was brought up, you know, that was her bread and butter, you know, for years and years doing, you know, incredible musical theatre, and she has. I mean, she's just got the most phenomenal voice. It's so great that you know we get to kind of see that not uh, not just at that in uh, the karaoke scene but in uh, the funeral scene in scene that's right when she sings the um what the rick it? astley uh what's it called never gonna give you never gonna give you up that's right no, she 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 rickrolled everybody she rickrolled the whole she rick astley yeah. everybody so oh that was incredible yeah. incredible <laughs> the, the show is great you're great nick thanks for the time really appreciate thanks it so man much. thank you for thank the call you so much Thank you. Right back at you. At Nick Muhammad on Twitter. Uh, Everyone can watch the first two episodes of Ted Lasso, first two seasons of Ted Lasso on Apple TV. And if you haven't done it yet, I am jealous that you are new to it. Yeah, I'm with you, Rich. As soon as as one ends. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, Oh, my gosh. As soon as one ends, you're just like, should I just rewatch it? When's the next one come out? Yeah, because they do it. They they don't do it like Netflix where they just throw them all out there. It is once a week. Once a week. But now they're all out there. You do have the opportunity yeah, to binge it. You yeah, watch yeah. it, TJ, or you don't watch it? You watch it? Well, yeah. I did, and I loved it, but I don't have Apple Plus, so I haven't been able to watch anything past the first season. Okay, well. But I, I completely oh, love the first my season. my gosh. Give you a login. Unbelievable. It's great. It's truly beautiful. And the crazy thing is this show mirrors two of the um, hot sports topics in you know sports today mental health Mm -hmm. and owner of a team saying we want you to lose (laughs) 
I'm serious. You can snort or laugh all you want. But that's why Ted Lasso was hired in the first place. And you'll see that. I'm not spoiling Which, anything. Way, it's yeah. right away. It's but right there, off the bat. But it's, there wasn't it's any kind of like that. It's kind of like that major league storyline. Yeah, I said like, that when this whole thing know, came right. up. You said you can't see it happening. I'm like, entire movies are made out of this premise. It was a financial shows. transaction in Ted Lasso. But yeah, it's not, well, they just hire this coach out of nothing. college yeah, yeah. football in the middle of the country. Yeah. But a small school coach, right? Yeah. And say, and say that he's now the new manager of AFC Richmond. Which, by the way, you can follow on Twitter. You can follow. There's so many Twitter, Twitter accounts that have been created. The Ted Lasso Twitter account. The AFC Richmond Twitter account. The AFC Richmond Twitter account on occasion will have Roy Kent material that just pops up out of nowhere that is brilliantly funny. He's here, he's there. They are uh, starting to shoot season three. And may, may there be many more, please. That would be incredible. Hopefully. All right, when we take a break, um, there is something about the combine that's going to change this year. All right, it's involving my run. I can't wait to tell you about this. <laughs> I can't wait to tell you about this. Uh, that is next right here on the Rich Eisen Show, everybody. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here, 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. So uh, my friends uh, in the social media departments of the National Football League getting ready for the combine. Did you see the new banner heading on at NFL? No. Many faces of the 40-yard dash. The faces are J.J. Watt, Derek Henry, Joey Bosa, Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think that's Jalen Ramsey. DB43 in his day. And then there's me. And there's me. <laughs> wow. Many Shoulder. faces of the 40-yard dash at <laughs> NFL. And um, I was just scrolling through, uh, you know, making sure World War Three wasn't terribly out of control um, and doom scrolling and all of that. And then I finally came across an NFL tweet, an oh. at NFL tweet. Oh. 
at someone who can't beat you in 40-yard dash. And I <laughs> added on the spot, as you can see, it took me two minutes to at Cheetah, who is wow. Tyreek Hill. You really went there, huh? I did. And so then I started waiting for the response, see if there would be response. You know, just took, I figured I'll just linger here for 60 seconds, 90 seconds to see the response. Uh, it took him literally a minute to then at DK Metcalf in response to me. <laughs> so I, and so I wrote back, yes, him too. Okay, wait. And that has put a little light bulb over my head for this year's run. Now, um, hmm. last year, my annual run for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital was not held in Indianapolis at the Combine because last year there was no Combine in Indianapolis, as we all know, which led to the conversation this year about bubbling up and the folks who were being bubbled up were like, what are you doing? Because we have no access to everything that we're used to, to running and performing. And why are we doing this? And... You know, last year, the draft kind of went down and it kind of worked out even without a combine. So maybe we just don't combine it all this year because you're bubbling it up. Remember that happened earlier this week? And then the bubble got pierced and everything is now copacetic and we're ready to roll for the combine next week. Ready to roll. And um, so last year when there was no combine, decided to have my run anyway. Thanks to um, a whole host of people, not only at St. Jude, but at NFL Network, but my friend Mark Laurie, who is now uh, the owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves. And he got together with a whole bunch of big hearted, extremely generous people from the world of business. And Tracy Perlman from the NFL Legends Department said, I can send some legends over there. And um, and so eight members of the business community who donated very generously to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital were paired up with a member of the NFL Legends community, and we so raced. Cool. We raced at SoFi Stadium, yeah, so and they, awesome. which <laughs> opened up its doors specifically, well, not for this, but for the Rams had a season ticket holder event. It was the first time I, the Rams had fans of theirs in the building was on the day that we ran this. And then, as we all know, the Rams wound up winning the Super Bowl there. And, uh, you know, I'm saying there's no coincidence when you do something nice. You should take that as a coincidence. Uh, You know what? I'm just saying (laughs) we had a great year last year doing this run there in SoFi, and so we're going to do it again. And the plans are already there, and a little light bulb has gone over my head about DK Metcalf or... Tyreek Hill, and I'm going to try and cultivate that caper, to be very honest with you. So I'm not running at the combine next week is essentially what I'm saying. Got it. And thanks to, you know, Charlie Yook and the rest of uh, NFL Network with Louise Carter, and I give, you know, tons of shout-outs from here to then as well, um, and Dallas Hitchcock's group, they put together the features. We're going to run it on the third day of the, comb- uh, of the draft again. This time in Vegas. We're going to let it roll. So we're going to run it back. Yes. We're going to run it back this year. Okay. In SoFi in April, which also gives me a little bit more runway to get ready for it. Which means you haven't started yet. That's correct. Yeah. That's very much correct. 
Start so. today. <laughs> All right, you know what? Uh, I'm on this 12-day cleanse, and <laughs> let me tell you about it. <laughs> Could you beat Chris? I've been wondering this the whole time. No, he can't. In a 40? Yeah. He can't. When was the last time yeah, you ran it, a 40? I ran a 40 at the Houston Super Bowl because they had it set up at NFL Experience. Dude, that's years ago. I went 5-3. In, in what? In just regular clothes? Just in whatever I had on that day, yeah. You know that the uh, at the event there, Rich, you can't it's be, not accurate. You're not going to beat me in a 40. I'm just saying the following. It is not as easy as you think. Rich, I played, <laughs> so I played football. not as easy as you think. <laughs> it is so not. I know you played football. You know who also played football? Jerry Rice played football. Last year, because you asked me before the show, are we going to tournament it up again yeah yeah tournaments because the idea last year that was, was really cool well that's what we were going to do and michael vick is uh, you know i think but he then, has but then he like everyone else started you know uh coming up with the old soft tissue injuries well these guys aren't like training well, they're in the media they now. were trying to train yeah jerry and rice so, is 60 let me tell you something i can't even watch i saw story. jerry rice at the super bowl this year day before for courtyard courtyard and uh, had me uh, he and i t- did something together at sofi mm-hmm and I told him, I'm like, you know what? Hey, Jerry, heads up. Um, look for my call again this year. <laughs> because, you know, you doing it is huge. And if you're available and you're up for doing it again. He's like, absolutely up for doing it again. Great. So I gave him a date and he's trying to make sure he makes it this year. But he gave me this look and I knew what the look was. The look was, do not expect me to run it more than once (laughs) i have been fortunate to do a lot in my (laughs) career certainly with the nfl network since being there since 03 and getting to know people like jerry rice and getting to be so fortunate to have like the nfl legends community say sure we'll come out for your run and all that business (sighs) but nothing when last year was set up with okay NFL legend hooked up with philanthropist, benefactor, entrepreneur, whatever you want to call them, and we would call them entrepreneurs, that that team, each one would run, we would take the average time, and then in the same bracket, we'd take another team's average time, and whoever had the slowest or the fastest speed moved on to the semifinals, and then whoever in that second run had the fastest, and we bracketed it, would move on to the finals, and then the third run would determine who wins the run, Rich Run. That's a great idea. It's a great idea. It was great in theory theory, until everybody started dropping like flies. Yeah. And (laughs) nothing was more intimidating. Well, I mean, talking to Jim Brown once was, but nothing was more intimidating for me, I guess, last year. (laughs) Going up to Jerry Rice as he's theragunning his quads <laughs> and his, you know, TFLs and his everything and his hamstrings and saying, Jerry, you know, we want you to run it again. Can you run it again? Because a bunch of other people aren't running it again because they can't. Right. And the look he gave me was the look he gave me a couple weeks ago when I asked him <laughs> to do it again. Like so the, the legends community has already been given the heads up. It's a one run. One shot deal. Done. Okay. Okay. And whoever has the average fastest time of just the one run, you oh, win. win. 
That's, that's it. That's fair. That's it. That's fair. Fair to ask of these guys. That's I mean, it. There's no are, tournament. It hurts. You're Late fifties. Running you know? it three times. I run it three lot. times sometimes. You know because I just I got to break six seconds. Yeah. I don't want to make that phone call home <laughs> and get the oh honey. You know you can't like. Right, come on, one more try. Well, I'm I'm going down that road again because I'm I haven't trained a lick and it's now I think six weeks before we do it or seven weeks before we do it. Do we and one of those plan? weeks is sticking in Indianapolis. We have no plan. Well, Rich, no boxers plan. usually have training camp seven weeks out of a fight so this is the perfect perfect time, time. this is yeah, it now get, okay get going, well yeah. at any rate that's that uh, 12 day cleanse starts today <laughs> i've read the details on it the gory details there's got to be a drop for this <laughs> then he started doing <laughs> oh stop it oh goodness remember that from eddie murphy raw at oh, the goodness. beginning when little eddie, when he the little kid was telling the joke to his parents and everyone in the living room and yes that was how he, brian in wisconsin it. let's take your phone call i've only got two minutes to go brian what's up hey real quick question i enjoy this show and so you don't have Thank to you. do the 12 day cleanse rich how about if you do catch rich catch ah mm, okay yeah. and then you can catch from hall of fame quarterbacks kurt warner john elway um, set the distance uh-huh. 20 yards, 30 yards, 40 yards, 50 yards, and then to get NFL players involved, recreate old catches. Or or the gauntlet, like the combine drill, the gauntlet. You yeah, just exactly. get some of the all-time great quarterbacks throwing. And donations for, for every that, ca- that way catch. That way you don't have to worry about the cleanse, and you can still raise money for St. Jude's. Brian, Wisconsin, everybody. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, that a great I idea. like that. Yes. I like that, son. And, and, you and, and your logo, too. You don't have to have a suit. You can have yourself with a shirt tucked out. Hello. I like it. I like it. And um, the yeah. best part about it is the fact that you're being able to be heard right now. The guy who who connected you to the radio show and television audience, Jay Felly, is the one guy who thought I wouldn't be able to catch every pass the rest of the season as I did. How many was that? Thank total? you, Brian. It had to be well over fifty. Well over fifty. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, it was twenty against Irvin. Oh, that is true. That's a good one. You did catch that's twenty. <laughs> and then there's rehearsing and there's practicing. I didn't drop one even off camera. Well, you could tell us anything though about that. Like we didn't see that. Capital idea, Brian. Because one day I, I'm not going to run this thing. <laughs> but I want to keep this thing Rich, going. You always got them hands, Smart. though, baby. You might not be the run. You got them hands, son. They're like a diamond. Rich, you have like to get out with these hands. A diamond. <laughs> Fun show today, gents. Yes, indeed. Well, well,